and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Raylene, and me, it's Ariel. Hey! (laughs) How's it going? How is Nova Scotia land right now? What is up? It's good. I... I am really enjoying the spring weather. I I think we did talk about this on the last episode. So <laughs> but it's continuing. <laughs> all about all about spring, but it's just more than any year before. I, every time it's sunny and warm, I'm just like, it is gonna be okay. <laughs> we are gonna make it. <laughs> the other day, I was out like at 7 p.m. and it was bright out, and I was just like, wow. Life is yeah, good. <laughs> exactly. It just I don't know. Like, There's something it really about it. Does give you hope, you know? <laughs> hope for a brighter day. Hope that <laughs> we will get out of the winter and we will get out of the darkness. So yep. that I've really been enjoying that. Um over the weekend it was Connor, my boyfriend's birthday. Mm. And that was really fun. Um so basically on his actual birthday, it was Thursday, so he had to work, but my plan was basically to make it like a fun birthday because he works from home. I would make a lot of really good meals throughout nice. the entire day. <laughs> so I, for breakfast, I made like he, okay, he wakes up at like seven or 6.30 or something, which is to me absolutely absurd. Um, <laughs> but he does that. <laughs> and so he had like mini wheats or something. But then at like 10, when people should wake up, <clears throat> I uh, I had bought him this giant pack of donuts and I made him coffee and so I was like I was like oh my god I'm winning he was so happy and yeah. then for lunch I made him this giant sandwich that like a bagel sandwich with egg oh, and everything yeah. that's the breakfast of champions right there yeah exactly. nothing beats that so we had that for lunch and then um, my mom made a really amazing Honduran soup for dinner that Connor mm. had requested. But then I made two, not one, but two cherry pies oh my for dessert. <laughs> and then I had sour candy ready for the evening. So I kind of had like really prepped this out. But it was mm-hmm. so funny because at the end of the day, we had eaten way too much. <laughs> and we were the, so I had taken a photo every single at every single meal. Connor yeah. smiling with the food. And, the, and then I put it into a little album on my phone. And then the last photo is him holding Tums. <laughs> we were like, that's, it's turning 29. It's not turning 19. Yeah, we're not I young and spry this. anymore. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I was going to say the last picture was him holding the candy, just crying. <laughs> well, okay, no. The last photo, the second last photo is him with the the sour candy and he's laughing. Like he's laughing so hard. I'm yeah. going to show you these. I'm going to show you. So this is him with the sour candy <laughs> and he's laughing really hard because he knows he shouldn't eat it. <laughs> and then here's the photo of him eating the Tums. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful series of photos you've got there. Uh, so yeah, so it was really fun getting to spend um, a couple of days kind of having some fun for Connor's birthday. And then, because then on the Friday, we did a pub crawl, basically. Oh my goodness. Which was so, f- it was a pub slash bar crawl, I guess. But basically, Connor was like, I would really tr- like to try going to five 
places in a row and at each place you have to have one drink mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be alcoholic like but it's just like kind of like one thing at each place yes so it was so much fun because every place was so different mm. the first place we went to was like a very old style american north american bar they had pool and we played <laughs> shuffleboard have you Ooh. ever played shuffleboard no but i've i've seen shuffleboards there i don't really so understand fun. what they're no, up to <laughs> me neither. we didn't really know what we were doing but we just kind of had fun and then at the one of the uh okay the fourth place there was dancing going on and i was like so embarrassed it was really interesting i was so embarrassed i was like i don't i've never danced at an outdoor place before mm. do you know what i mean i'm yeah. like the, i maybe i'll dance a little bit at home but like in a joking way but mm-hmm. like when have i ever danced on a dance floor i don't and i was so i felt kind of the teenage vibes come back where yeah. i just felt really awkward and shy and i was like i don't think i want to do that and i was like i'm an adult so i don't have to yeah but then i was like no it's connor's birthday and he wants to i'll just do one dumb dance and it ended up obviously being really fun yeah and silly and so every place was like that it had like a fun little memory attached and then wow fell asleep very very hard that next day and smartly we had already planned that the saturday connor all he wanted to do was play video games in bed that was the whole mission so that was smart because it helped recover from the night before Mm -hmm. but cj who edits the podcast was there for the whole pub uh crawl thing and so it was like a little it was a little party it was like there were seven of us going to each place it was really really fun so anyway (laughs) I had a fun weekend and now it's back to freaking work. There's a bunch yep. of things I need to do and get done before the trip, the upcoming yeah. Paris London trip. Yeah. So, how about you? How's uh, BC treating you? Oh, that was a big good. update. That was like a big a weekend. That was update. a big update. But right now I want to tell you what I did on my weekend too, because it's Please. kind of silly and funny. Um, Please. So, <laughs> so with my coworkers at work, we often like to plan like little things that we can do because we enjoy each other's company, and we're like, you know what, it would be fun to like go out to dinner or something. Yeah. And so we decided we wanted to go to this teppanyaki restaurant but it's kind of like expensive it's not a cheap restaurant to go to it's a little bit fancy so this we started planning this in like december we were like we should go there but we just had christmas you know it's been expensive for a lot of people so let's maybe wait a few months and Mm. do it like in march or april and then (laughs) one of my coworkers was like it's like a quarter quell and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we could do it like we could do it four times per year. Like it could be like a special oh, thing. Cute. Like we could do something special every, every yeah, yeah, yeah. three months. And so we've been calling it a quarter quell this That's whole so time. Funny. And so it's, it was literally just us going to dinner. But I was like, okay, let's make this Hunger Games themed in like a small way. And so one of my friends had her hair in a long braid and I did like fiery eyeshadow. So that it was kind of like girl on fire vibes. And and then we just showed up and had dinner and then we all went home. (laughs) I love it. But it was fun. I think that sounds really cute. Yeah, it made me want to watch the Hunger Games again because I was just like, I got into Mm. a certain mood. (laughs) Yeah, it's really lovely it's a little nerve-wracking but it's really lovely starting to get back into the world mm-hmm. and obviously i do think we should maybe do a caveat here that both of us were following local restrictions and we're like if we're supposed to wear a mask we're wearing our mask if we're supposed to do xyz we're doing that too um but we're very lucky here in canada things are going par for the course 
And it's so lovely getting to see people again and mm-hmm. go to things again. I think that might be part of the spring renewal vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, maybe this summer will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so I know that you have a bit of a book haul. Is that related to anything that happened this weekend? Was that part Not of a weekend event? particularly, no. Okay. <laughs> um, this was like... I, what happened here? Why did I do this again? There's <laughs> two books. I, <laughs> well, it all kind of started when I, I ordered some books online for birthday presents for people that are coming up and I had to go pick one up. And so I was at the mall. I was at Kohl's, you know, oh, no. and I just like glanced over at the discount table oh, and no. they had a book I wanted on discount. Well, so, you couldn't I, say no. I'm going to That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So the book that I got was... Killing Commendator by Haruki Murakami oh, in this big, yes. beautiful hardcover. It was only I have 10 seen bucks. That. It was only 10 That's bucks. That's actually a very good deal. Yeah. And I was like, I can't say no to Haruki. Like, if I see a Haruki <laughs> in the wild and I don't own it, I need it. And it's funny because I actually texted my friend who loves Murakami and I was like, mm. should I buy this or should I just wait until I find the paperback? And she was like, you need it. Buy it. So, so I did. She made Has me do it. She read it. Um, I don't think she's read this one, no. She's read, like, okay. most of his stuff, but there yeah. are a few that she hasn't read. And then I bought a book that I have honestly been wanting to buy for years, but I've been putting okay. it off because it's expensive. Class. And also, mm-hmm. it's... you'll you'll I'll explain when you see the book. So it's No Longer Human by Junji Ito, Love which it. is a it's manga so adaptation beautiful. of No Longer Human by Osamu Desai, oh. the book that I just read recently. Yeah. And... I've been wanting to get this, but I was like, you know what? I should read the original book first, make sure I actually like the story before I mm. before I get this. And just flipping through it, like the, it's funny because that book isn't a horror novel by any means, but uh, Junji Ito has made it seem a lot scarier. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, this is frightening. Ah. So I, I'm really excited to read this because I've been kind of craving like another Junji Ito. I've I've read a few of his books and I just like I want I want more cuz he's mm. so so good. So, I finally caved and bought that for myself and now I never have to buy it again. It was so expensive. I'm like, "Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that again." It looks beautiful though. Yes, yes. And then, okay, the rest of the books that I got here, I got them all this past Friday because I was on my lunch break and I went to go to, to a certain store that I thought was in a certain place, but the store wasn't there. So I was just at this like little shopping mall, like, oh, well, I'm here for mm. no reason now. I may as well go over to that bookstore oh, God. <laughs> and just look, <laughs> just so I'm not wasting my trip. You know, like I drove all the way over here. I may as well spend five minutes in the, in the store. And five minutes was all I needed to find a book that I've been honestly dying to get, but I didn't Ooh. know it was out in paperback yet. Oh, and that is The Cat it. Who Saved Books by Sosuke Natsu, Natsukawa. Oh, really? I have been dying for wow. this book. This is the book that I've probably been sent pictures of most frequently from people on Instagram so or like through our Patreon because everybody's like, you need this for your cat collection. And I'm like, yes, right. I obviously do. It's bookish and cat-ish and wow. I'm just dying. And it's actually really short as well which is a new problem that i have in my brain uh i had 27 books under 200 pages but now i have 28 oh no <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> pretend that that didn't happen i'm gonna stick with my original mission i will definitely read this very soon so because i'm very excited about it but i was like oh what have i done and then after i went to that bookstore which this was my plan already i wanted to go to a couple of thrift stores because i had some coupons that were going to be expiring soon and i was like you know what i'll just see if i can find a book use up Mm. my coupon if not it's fine and so i go to a thrift store 
And look what I found. I found Oaf Bringer by Brandon Sanderson in a beautiful trade paperback, which matches the first two books in the series that I own. Okay, nice. Have not read them yet. So I know this is a little bit crazy. I now own these three huge books, but they're huge. They're huge. But I I couldn't say no to it because I've been looking for this book for ages. This book is regularly $31.50 in Canada for a paperback. That's insane. Yeah. How much did you get it for? Um, well, here's the funny story, actually. The <laughs> thrift store I got it from has gotten greedy and have Uh-oh. raised their prices like crazy. Rude. Rude. And they had special stickers on books that they know are like cool books. Yeah. And so this one was, get this, $12.99. But I had a coupon. That's and still really good, though. Exactly. I was really like, good. I don't want to give them this money because I hate that they're charging so much for a book that they got for free. But yeah. I really want the book, so I'm going to do it. I was just like... I'm so mad. So that was a little disappointing, but you know, <clears throat> don't go to Value Village anymore, people. Um, <laughs> so yes, but then I went to a, another thrift store after on my way home and found a book that I know that you have. So I we're adding it to our buddy read list mm. potentially. Um, In my own moccasins by Helen Knott. Oh yes. Well, yes. it looks the way I'm holding it right now. It looks like I'm her. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I'm holding God, it right in true. front of my face. Um. Yeah, I'm really excited to have this because as we've discussed many times, love memoirs and all Mm -hmm. the ones I've read so far this year have been incredible. So, Mm. and this one honestly has amazing reviews on Goodreads and stuff too. So I just, I know it's going to be great. Hard to read probably and sad, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it has a cool feel too, doesn't it? Like it just feels like a fancy little book. It does feel cool. It's like (laughs) rough, but not the regular type of rough feel you usually feel on a cover. Yeah, exactly. How do you explain Um, that? I can't. So I don't have a book haul, but I do have a fun little surprise. I saw a surprise. Oh, surprise. I, my package from DFTBA came. Oh. And so I thought it would be fun to open it on the podcast. I don't know, because I just picked it up today. It was in the mail for me today. So I was like, I'll just wait until we record. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd do a little ASMR. Okay, are we ready? I'm going to tear off the thing. Well, that's Ooh, nice. ASMR. That was I did crisp. It. Um all right, what do I what do I got going on in here, Aileen? All right, we've got the toque. Oh, oh I love Raylene, it's so cute. Isn't it? I love the green toque. That is so cute. I love that. I really love that. Okay, that turned out awesome. I actually can't put it on right now because I have giant headphones <laughs> on my head. But it's very soft and stretchy. Okay, I'm very the green we did we I think we did the right call with the light. I think green. so too. Looks really nice. <laughs> All right, and then these are the bookmarks. I'm so excited about the bookmarks because I've been so jealous. Now it feels like weeks people have been posting yeah, photos of I them. know. I only got mine like a week ago, and yeah, I felt left out. Okay. Oh, ooh. <gasps> oh, oh, I forgot about the stickers. Oh, my God. Oh, these are so good. These are <laughs> I've been so using the good. mashed potato one for all my current reads. I think I just want a hundred of the one where it's like Beset Bookshop and it's Brenna walking there and just use that as my bookmark for the rest of my life. Absolutely. That is so beautiful. And then the stickers are so cute. (gasps) I have to figure out where to put the stickers. Oh, this is so fun. All right. (laughs) Little plug to our merch, I guess. But that is so beautiful. It's really nice when you can finally see these things in person, isn't it? I know, right? That's so, so exciting. Pretty. I love that weird just little drawing in the back of the <laughs> mashed know. potato one. That's it's really cool. so cute. I, I did want to mention with the hat, oh, yeah. we sold out of the forest green, 
we are ordering more of them, but the best thing that you can do if you really want one is on the page. If you go to our website, you go to our shop page and you click on the hat, there's a button that says email me when back in stock. Oh, handy. Or notify me. So you should, if you've been waiting for one of the hats, definitely sign up to that. And then you'll literally get an email that says more of the hats are in stock. And then you can buy them instead of waiting for us to be slightly late and they're sold out again. Um, Yeah. Cool. Well, before we move on to the next section, I just wanted to mention that you do technically have a book haul because a friend of yours sent you some books. (gasps) I don't know. Might be worth mentioning. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) Let me grab them. Okay. This is really funny. I, I completely forgot about these because they, I got them like a week ago now, didn't I? Yeah. I guess it's been a little while. They came really fast, but the main thing is that they were hiding under a pile of another very exciting thing, Raylene. (laughs) My new sweaters came. (gasps) Oh my God. It's green. Uh huh. So I've got a new green version, a forest green version. We have the pink one still, but the font is new. Whoa. It's much better, I think. But we also, Raylene, I made a shirt, like a shirt. <gasps> it's you a did lilac. It. I wasn't sure if you were going shirt. to. That's the Isn't color it I so like. pretty? I know. I'm obsessed. Okay. So I just thought I'd show those. you. I want that green sweater so bad. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I want it and I have it. <laughs> Green is Um, just the best. I love green. That dark green is just so beautiful. But, okay, guys, this is actually so lovely. This is just... Okay, so I was having a really rough day. (laughs) I was just kind of falling apart at the seams. And then I went to the mail. I I got a bunch of packages. And I was like, okay, this is good. And I was opening things up. And then one of them was from Raylene. And I was like, oh, yeah, Raylene said she was sending me something. (laughs) But I'm, like, very confused. Because usually when when you send me something, I've also sent you something. It's, like, for Christmas or for something. But Raylene just sent me this package sort of out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And there was three things in there. Well, there was also a nice card. But it it so it brightened my day so much, and it really like pulled me out I'm of so a funk. So it was like it was sort of like really sent me a hug that day. But <laughs> the thing that isn't a book is this hilarious little um, miniature model. I guess is how I would yeah. <laughs> explain it. Um, it's a little DIY kit for making a Sunday morning. I don't know. <laughs> It's so gonna, cute. I don't know how else to explain it, you guys. So basically, it comes with a little frame, a little wooden like picture frame. And then within that picture frame, you're building a little scene. Mm-hmm. So this one has a mini chair and a mini table and mini wallpaper. Um, is it mini wallpaper or is wallpaper <laughs> just wallpaper? Um, it's a tiny piece post, of regular wallpaper. Yeah, I will post a photo of this on the Instagram because it's, so it's really, really cute. Um, and I was like... I was like, Rayleigh knows me because this is something I would have bought if I'd seen it. (laughs) Um, But then there's two books. So one I knew that you'd gotten me because you'd sent me a photo of Mm -hmm. it. And it is Tracks by Robin Davidson. I'm so excited about this. And I love this edition of it. The colors. And this is a book that I thought was going to be impossible to find in Canada because it seemed to not be anywhere. And I remember I looked it up. I think it was on Book Depository as well. It was like $40. Like it was the only way to get it. So I was like, how how is she ever going to get this book? Because you you really enjoyed the movie. You talked about it quite a bit. And so I was like, I have to get her this book if I ever find it. And so I sent you a picture to say, don't buy this book. If you come across it, don't buy it. But I'm so excited. So I did talk about this, but it was a while ago now. But this is basically 
and I'm sure that Robin Davidson would hate if I worded it this way, but (laughs) it's sort of like the Australian wild, right? Um, I'm sure that some people in Australia are calling wild the American tracks. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it says the the subtitle is One Woman's Journey Across 1,700 Miles of Australian Outback. So I'm going to be honest, I don't remember the reason why she decides to do this really big hike yeah i don't remember um so like in wild we know that she needed to go on this hike because she felt like she needed to reconnect with nature and sort of try and transition into a new phase of her life after a lot of things had gone wrong for her Mm -hmm. but i don't remember what it is in tracks that makes her want to do this really insanely long big stressful hike (laughs) but i watched the movie many years ago and it stars mia uh-oh, Wachowski. That one. And Something Adam like Driver, of all people. I know, Adam um, Driver pops up in the randomest movies, and I love that. I really love, I love that about that. him. Um, it starts, chapter one. I arrived in the Alice at 5 a.m. with a dog, $6, and a small suitcase full of inappropriate clothes. Bring a cardigan for the evenings, the brochure said. Ugh. Isn't that exciting? You're like, what journey are we about to go yeah. down? So this is a memoir. This is this is a true story, of course. And this version has some photographs in it, really. Oh, did that's you see cool. That? I don't it's, remember if I did. <laughs> it's got like full printed oh, that's color sick. photos. That's so cool. Thank you so much. That is perfect. I'm so excited to read that. That feels like a good summer book to read as well. Absolutely. Because um, of the sweltering heat, I guess. Yes. <laughs> the other book Raylene got me. I'm... I opened it up and I instantly knew what this was, which is really funny. So it's Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. So this is really funny because obviously I was just in New York a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I went to many bookshops. In every single bookshop, they were displaying this book, but with (laughs) a different cover with the American cover. Oh, yeah. And I picked it up. I think at every bookshop that I went to and I was like, this does sound good. (laughs) I don't know. And I just, I kept thinking about it throughout that week. I almost bought it. Like one of the times I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. And I literally picked it up. Then I ended up getting a couple other books. So Ah, I put it back down and I was like, okay, I'm going to, basically I couldn't decide if I liked that cover more or this cover more. Now looking at it in person, I like this cover more. Like I, I love that cover. I'm obsessed with this cover. It's so beautiful. So this sounds exactly like a book that I would like. (laughs) I mean, it says that the character is 21 years old. And in her diary, she chronicles her New York City adventure during the sweltering summer of 2013. By day, her and her friends sell clothes in a market stall. Oh, that's so fun. By (laughs) night, they weave from Brooklyn to the Upper East Side among a rotating cast of celebrity artists and bad-mannered grifters. So it just kind of sounds like, what's the name of this genre? Like, (laughs) strappy women in their early, or in their 20s, thinking about their careers. There's something there, right? I don't know what to call it, but it's definitely a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. So I'm so excited that you got this for me, Rayleigh, and I love the color. It's in really good shape for a thrifted book. Yeah, it was crazy because I bought that brand new, and then like three weeks after I found that copy, and I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) But I had to buy it because I was like, there's going to be someone that I can give this to. Like, 
I just, uh, I couldn't not buy it. It was like $2 or something. And I was like, oh, that's this is so too funny. perfect. No, and I so waffled over whether I should send it to you or not. Because I'm like, I don't know. Would Ariel want this? I'm not sure. I can't tell. And then I was it like, was you know perfect. what? I'm just going to go for it. So I'm glad it and worked out. And it's funny that you didn't mention it to me. And I somehow didn't buy it in New York, even I know. though I came so close. I was close. like the stars aligning right there. Yeah, I would have been so imagine, sad if I had sent yeah. the package off and then you're like, look what I bought while I was in New York. And you're like, no. <laughs> that would have been the most <laughs> tragic thing of all. <laughs> so, yeah, those are really perfect picks for me and more than anything, really. And it was just such a thoughtful thing to get in the mail and it Yay. came on exactly the day I needed it. So that is thank awesome. you. And you're right. I did have a bit of a haul. Hmm. Can't get away from buying books, I guess. Right? <laughs> it just kind of happens. Acquiring books. Yeah, acquiring, I guess. acquiring. Keyword. Okay. Well, have you been reading anything lately? Like, have you finished any books? I haven't finished any books. This, like I mentioned, it was a pretty crazy weekend mm. with Connor's birthday and yeah, everything. But also, I've been working a lot on the upstairs hallway. And actually, today, mm. my house smells like chemicals because Ooh. I'm applying the polyurethane to the floor upstairs. Oh. It's going to look so beautiful. I'm Very so nice. proud of it. And I'm so, so excited to, like, I can see the finish line for this project, mm -hmm. you know. Yesterday, I was at Home Depot, and I spent... I don't actually, I'm not going to say how much. It was such a scary <laughs> amount of money on um, shelf brackets and a lighting fixture. And it's like some, so basically what happened I never think was about. I thought that each shelf bracket was going to be $8, but they were actually each $12. Ooh. And because of the amount of them that I bought, it just multiplied, multiplied by the, like, it was just so expensive. And yeah. then I bought this lighting fixture that I thought was $197. It turned out to be $297. Oh my God. You're getting and hit was, from all sides. <laughs> I know. And so I, I'm at checkout and I'm the I'm like, I've scanned all these things and I'm just like looking at it and I paused for one second and I was like, listen, there's nothing I can do about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I need these shelving brackets. Like they're the ones I need. So I can't really return them or buy them later. It's yeah. not, it's just, I've got to buy it now or never buy. It doesn't change. It's not going to change. Yeah. And then with the lighting fixture, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, I like this one. Had already made up my mind about this one. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to start the process over again. So I just paid for it all. Why was I talking about this? Oh, yeah. Don't. It's because I started accidentally talking about my house. And now here we are. Um, it's easy to get lost anyway, on that path. I've been in, in the thick of things. And I'm very excited to finish that next project because it's going to be like another big, happy, done project, right? Yeah. But anyways, all of that to say, I haven't, been, I haven't read that much this week. However... I have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Ooh, a lot. That's important. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Very important. In the evenings and sometimes in the mornings, I've been playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. And I started listening to because remember I mentioned to you last week, I was like, I've been I've been playing a little Animal yeah. Crossing. I think I might start listening to audiobooks again when I do that. Heck yeah. So finally I have done that and I am back into Homesick for Another World by Eileen. Nope, oh. not Eileen. Oh, Tessa <laughs> Mossack. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad that you're going to finish that um, unfortunate book. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I think I've listened to another hour of it, and I think I have about two or three hours left. Okay. Um, so I definitely want to finish that by next week because I just kind of want to get it done. Mm -hmm. but and I you were so close say, to the end, too. That's the thing. Like, I am. You don't have to, like, start a whole book. 
to no, finish exactly. it. Like you're almost there. Exactly. And honestly, but, I think the last few stories were the best, like some of the best ones in the collection. Yeah. So you might not hate it as much as what yeah, we read together. Well, that's kind of what was giving me hope because I think honestly, I would have just fully given up on the book, but you obviously were reading it with me. And so you mm-hmm. were telling me like, wait a minute, the stories are getting good now. Yeah. So that sort of gave me a little bit of hope. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try and keep going with it. So I was like, I'll just listen to one more story. And it was like, the story was like, 50 minutes long like so i Mm -hmm. i listened to one more story and it um was really good actually it was the it was the beach one i think it's called what's it called beach boys oh i I like that one yeah the beach boy i think it was called yeah beach boy where the guy's wife passes away kind of suddenly and then um he's just like reminiscing about all that yeah it was very good yeah i enjoyed that one i enjoyed that one so um Uh, fingers crossed for the rest of it and i do want to finish it and i'll feel really good when i finally caught up with that project Mm -hmm. you know it's like ongoing in the back of my mind yeah (laughs) it's just also another reason why i'm really glad that i have started uh there's no such thing as an easy job because i'm like at this rate i will finish it on time but i'm glad i started it last week that's excellent What about yeah. you? Are are you currently reading anything or do you have stuff to review? I have a lot going on in terms right. of my reading. Like uh, recently I had like in. I had like four books on my currently reading and I was like, whoa, what's going on? But I've kind of like reined it in a little bit. But here's what I've finished. You may be surprised to hear that I actually like read this book and didn't tell you about it while I was reading it. But I have now what? read it. Into the Wild by John Krakauer. I listened to the audio Yes. Okay. This yes. is very – I have – I'm wait, you finished it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was only like you know, seven hours long, I think. Yeah, and it's pretty short. It's a good it's a good it's a good uh, length. Yeah. It doesn't feel dramatic. Okay. It, it so tell nice. me everything. Tell me every single thing. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that was the one you were least excited to read. So I mean I'm it, extra it, it was kind of, but I still enjoyed it. Like it was an interesting story. I like that John Krakauer kind of shared some of his story like some stuff from his past as well because he has also done like a dangerous you know like kind of hiking journey and like obviously um into thin air is also about a very dangerous journey that he was a part of so i'm really excited to read that one right but i i really enjoyed this but it was like sad like the book is oh it's really as far as like i should have mentioned that yeah it was sad sad. (laughs) like i i knew that obviously that that Chris died, but like just hearing about the whole thing and how it happened was just like, because mm. oh, originally too, I was very curious and like, how, how is this a whole book? Like, how did they find out what happened? Mm. But it was very, he kept very um, thorough journals and he talked to mm-hmm. a lot of people along the way. So mm-hmm. it does make sense now after reading it, I'm like, okay, I understand how he was able to weave together a narrative. But at the same time, I feel like it takes a pretty like expert writer to be able to put that story together in a way that makes sense. Yeah, similarly to Missoula right. like I just I feel like John Krakauer is amazing I really really mm. I think he's just an incredible writer that's really cool I um it, I also now since you've read both of those books so back to back mm-hmm. um you can see that what you were saying about Missoula where there's sort of other stories that aren't about the main story yeah. that kind of tie in you saw that in this as totally. well right like because he goes off on they're almost it's almost like short stories like yeah. he'll like go off and tell a similar-ish story about another person who survived and probably didn't make it in the wild. And then, Exactly. I found that really yeah. interesting. Instead of just having such a narrow focus, he's able to, like, see the bigger picture and make it, like, a, yeah. a grander story, I guess, in a way, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I really like that. I actually listened to it while playing Stardew Valley, so... 
Ooh, you and I were kind of on the good. same wavelength there. I was actually just telling Ariel before we started recording that I am um, basically I'm on a journey to get every single achievement in Stardew Valley. And I'm very close. Like I only have, I think, three left. Um, but one of them was to become a Joja Mart member and buy all the bundles from the evil corporation. Ooh. And so I made an evil farm with a, a really bad, gross character named Mincemeat. And I... <laughs> That was my name. I was all green. Um, And all I cared about was making money. That's all I cared about. And I just got that one. So Into the Wild helped me do that. But yeah. Oh, man. I felt so evil. Everybody I've told that I was doing that, they're like, how dare you? You're a bad person. (laughs) But yeah, so I've read Into the Wild. What else did I read? I also have been... That's so interesting that you did that. That's cool. I mean, it's I th- what one of the things I really like about that is uh, it's something we talk about often on the pod but like often we will read a book by an author you already know where I'm going with this and then yep. we're like it was incredible I it's so good this is one of my new favorite authors and then we never read a book by them yeah, again like, how dumb is that <laughs> it's so dumb so it's cool that you actually like right away basically we're like I'll read another one by him so, yeah it just really I mean cool. it just kind of worked out because the, I put all of his books on hold on Libby and just waited to see what happened and that happened to be the first one that came in and it came in really fast so I was like well okay I need an audiobook maybe <laughs> as well listen to this one yeah okay so then the next part of my reading journey has been a continuation of my short book reading challenge that i've given myself so the next three books that i'm gonna tell you that i've read are all really short books so like it's not surprising that i was able to read three because they're i've honestly i've started with the some of the very shortest ones and i know (laughs) i'll regret that later but (laughs) i just want to read all the really short ones first um so first of all i read spark by naoki matayoshi oh yeah which this one i was really excited about because it seemed kind of cool it's about um this man who's like 20 i think at the beginning of the book and he is part of a manzai duo it's a comedy thing where in japan you you know a a duo usually there's one straight man and one like goofy guy and they just perform that's manzai comedy as far as i i can tell and they're just not very good they don't get a lot of recognition and so at the beginning of the story it's them performing and this other comedy duo comes up and is kind of like hey like what's up and they kind of become friends and so it's about this younger man and a slightly older man like becoming friends and talking Mm. about comedy and kind of philosophizing a little bit and so it sounded like it was going to be really good but i didn't enjoy it it didn't really seem to have a point and it wasn't funny which is kind of what you expect from a book about comedians so it was an easy enough read yeah it was like it was an easy read it didn't take me very long to read but it wasn't very good and i mean it was funny because before i started it if you'll look it up on goodreads you'll see it has like a 3.19 i think rating so like it gets a lot of bad reviews and i was like well i'll give it a chance like i'm not gonna not read it just because it has a low rating but now i can kind of understand why like i definitely don't hate the book it just didn't give me anything to like really enjoy about it you know yeah yeah so that was unfortunate but then i read dark days by james baldwin this little little cutie it this is a collection of three essays by him Mm. and they were incredible like in such a tiny little book this was only 50 pages long i just like james baldwin man He's a genius. He was so smart and well-spoken and like his writing is just so good. And you can kind of like hear his emotions and like his anger Mm. kind of like leaping off the page without him like 
you know, screaming. Like in the, it's hard to explain, right, but I'm like, how do right. you get that many emotions across without like using all caps and exclamation <laughs> points? But I'm like, James Baldwin knew how to do that. That's so, such an interesting point. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, he he's a very skilled writer and it makes me excited to read more of his books. I have a few. So this is kind of the beginning of my James Baldwin journey. I've read Giovanni's Room and now this. And right. now I want to read more of his nonfiction because I feel like that'll be amazing. And then the last little short book I read, I just read this yesterday, Cat Poems. I read a cat it's book. So little. It is so little and so cute. However, not very good, unfortunately. Damn. I feel like the poems that were chosen were just like... I don't know. They just didn't make me feel anything, which... Okay, yeah. That's what poetry is supposed to make you do, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like there are so many other poems that probably could have been used. Like, I read mm. a collection by um, Charles Bukowski that's all about cats. And, like, there was some good stuff in there, but there was mm. none of that in here. So, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the selection maybe wasn't the best. There were a couple of decent ones, but overall, not my favorite. But I will keep it in my collection because it is a very cute little cat book. So it is what it is. Well, (laughs) you know what? Like, even when you read one of your books and it ends up being disappointing, Mm -hmm. it's still a net positive because you read one of your books. Like, you were going to read it eventually. I'm not mad at any of it. Like, this is just like, I'm glad that I have now read these and can move on to something else. Like, I would have just had them on my shelf for years and years and eventually been like, okay, I'll read this now. But it's good to, like, get it out of the way, I guess. It's kind of a mean way to say it. But um, (laughs) that's essentially what I've done. Um, but now on to what I'm currently reading. Ooh. Are you currently reading anything other than your audiobook? No, so I'm doing the audiobook, um, and I'm pushing forward with the book club book. Okay, So I just Solid. gotta do my homework. Yeah, oh god, yeah, I'm gonna have to start the book club book pretty soon here. Yeah. We'll get there. I'm just like, it's hard because I've given myself so many little things to do. I'm like, ooh, I've gotta read as many short books as I can. Mm. I've gotta do it before my ten books arrive, and two of those books have already arrived, so I'm starting to get a little mm. scared. But it's okay, yeah. I'm still, I've read three, and I've received two, so I'm still yeah. <laughs> ahead of the curve here. Um, I'll be hauling all those books once they've all arrived. It's gonna be a whole thing. Um, but now I'm listening to a different audiobook, and this is another okay. one that I wasn't maybe necessarily planning to read soon, but it came through and it's kind of like, wow, I can't believe I'm finally reading this. The Two Towers <gasps> by J.R.R. Tolkien. Whoa. I yeah. also can't believe you're finally reading it. I know, right? I've been, <laughs> I've been saying that I was going to read this, like the rest of the series for, I think like four or five years now. Like, I'm like, this is my year. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it this year. It's going to happen. And I had told myself, I was like, maybe I'll read them in the summertime. Like, that's what I'll mm. do. That'll be my summer project. I'll do that. And then suddenly the audiobook came in for me. It said that it was 14, a 14 week wait. And then suddenly like a week later, I had it. So I don't know mm. what happened there. Wow. Maybe okay. every single person on the list was like, I, I'm not ready for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm still Yay. actually, now that I'm looking at the book, it's kind of funny. I have the editions where they, the page numbers just continue off of the first book. So I'm right at the beginning of the book, but it says I'm on page 585. Oh, that's unhelpful. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, that makes me feel good. I've read so much. Um, But no, I'm just listening to the audiobook because I really like the audiobooks for this series. And something that was really nice, actually, for me personally, was at the beginning of the audiobook, there was a recap of what happened in the first book. No way. Yeah, which was perfect because I was like, okay, I know that the thing with Gandalf happens and I know that like this and this, but I was like, but what else happened in that book? And he just goes kind of like, oh all right, so this is a continuation of The Lord of the Rings in the first installment, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. That's so helpful. I know. I was like, why don't all 
audiobooks do that because sometimes so you just need it. Um, so yeah, that was really helpful and helped me to like just jump right back in and not yeah. feel confused about anything. So yeah, wow, really. And you know that. that they're gonna emphasize the points that you really need to know. Exactly, oh, that's so good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, the only thing that's kind of scary is it's 17 hours long, and I've listened to I think four hours now, but I only have the audiobook for like 14 more days, so I have to like. Okay. Listen to an hour every day kind of thing. At least. Yeah. yeah. Which gotcha. I'm, I'm doing okay, but I'm just scared that I'm going to forget and then I'm going to lose the audiobook. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a week where you didn't listen to anything and then you try desperately to catch up and it goes away when you have three hours left. Exactly. So That's I'm just trying to stay on top of it and keep listening to it consistently. Mm. So that's part of my challenge. I guess the only other thing I wanted to mention that I'm currently reading, we haven't talked about this book in a while, so I thought I would give an update on Pachinko. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Min Jin Lee, because we talked about we this a little while ago. We had to put it on pause a bit because yeah. you had a book club book or something. Or no, you were starting your 27 books challenge. And then I was putting it on pause because I was going on my trip. And mm. so... Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, cool, yeah, I decided to jump back in because nice. I like I was loving this book so much. And I was like, I don't want to put it off for months and months while I'm doing my yeah. short book challenge just because it's not a short book. You know what I mean? Like, I really want right. to read this. So I've decided to um, kind of put a, my 27 short books challenge on hold for a little bit so that I can finish Pachinko because I started it now quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I just I want to read it. Like, it's not that mm-hmm. I just want to, like, knock it off my currently reading. Like, I'm genuinely loving this book so i just like want to be reading it and um obviously the show will be coming out soon or has already started coming out it's march 28th now that we're recording this so i think the first episode must have come out yeah um but yeah so like i just really want to read this book so i'm jumping back in i'm reading it i haven't read much more than where i was last time so i don't really have much of an update there but i'm still loving it like still loving it so have you seen from up on poppy hill yes so a long time ago. For Connor's birthday, we, he obviously got to pick the movie we watched. So we were like, what do you want to watch? And he was like, from up on Poppy Hill. And I was like, <laughs> great choice. Okay. I hadn't seen it before, but I was like, a Ghibli will always be good. Of course. Um, and the whole movie starts with a girl who I think she's 16. Um, her dad has passed away and her mom, they're in Japan. I should have prefaced, but her mom is studying away in America. So she's living in this boarding house basically with Mm -hmm. her grandma but her grandma is not really doing much and so she's basically running this little boarding house and Mm -hmm. she has to take care of her sister and her brother and then the boarding house and all of the like five different people that live in the boarding house that are boarding there yeah and it reminded me of pachinko totally that's like the beginning of pachinko 100 percent. exactly so i was just watching it and i'm like oh this is pachinko I should watch that movie again. It's been a really long time since I watched that one. So now when I'm like reading Pachinko, I think I'm going to be imagining the boarding house from from up on Poppy Hill that's because cute. now they've kind of merged a little bit in my head. Um, that's oh, that's cool. Neat. Wow. So you do have a lot of book stuff going on over there, Raylene. Yeah. It's just been going crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I've been on a roll. I've been constantly either reading a short book or listening to audiobooks and like doing stuff. So it's pretty awesome. Well, I guess... We, you need to keep talking about books because I guess it's time for book golds, right? That is right. Okay, so book golds for this week was recommended to me 
by someone, I think on Patreon, I apologize, I didn't pull up your name before I started recording this, but this is a memoir that was recommended to me because I've talked about memoirs so much, and I think that this just sounds wonderful. It mm. is called Garlic and Sapphires, The Secret Life of a Critic in Disguise by Ruth Reichel. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I've heard of Ruth Reichel before. I know she has a couple of novels as well, I think, but she's she's mainly known she's like a food writer and she was the uh, food cri- food critic and editor-in-chief of Gourmet magazine. And okay. so this book is about her being undercover basically as a food critic reviewing like high profile establishments and restaurants um but she kind of was like undercover so like people wouldn't know who she was and like know that she was like this huge critic so she was kind of just like being a sneaky sneaky food critic which i just think sounds so fun and it's kind of about her like obviously reviewing food and going to different restaurants but also just like meeting people and like kind of the little stories that she has from all of those experiences and i just think that sounds so fun are you imagining ratatouille absolutely (laughs) one thousand percent that's what i'm thinking i'm like this is ratatouille except nobody realizes that she's the food critic that's so funny (laughs) but yeah i i really enjoy um like food media i guess is a weird way to put it but like i love watching cooking shows and stuff like that so i feel like this like translates well to me have you seen um, any of the Great British Baking Show? No, I've kind of been saving that show. Like that's like my mashed potato show because I oh, know one day I'm going to start watching it and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna absolutely love thing. it so much. So yeah, I've been saving it because I know it's going to be great. Um, I've watched many other cooking shows, but that one I've been yeah. <laughs> keeping in my back pocket. When I was in England, I watched a couple of seasons like like whenever they were airing and stuff Mm -hmm. and i really loved it but then i stopped living in england and i just kind of fell out of it and then so um i guess now it would have been like a year ago connor and me watched landscape artist of the year which was also one of my favorite shows in england um but they made a canadian version they did canada landscape artist of the year and i was like holy shit connor we're watching this like this is this is our this is us now we watched Mm -hmm. this show and he was like okay (laughs) and we watched it and he loved it and because it's a competition show but it's like not mean and it's not rushed and it's not like cruel or insulting it's just people painting a landscape and then they compliment all of them, but they pick one of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like it's cool. And you're just watching people make art. So then um, we watched this year, a couple months ago, or like uh, two months ago, we watched the Best in Miniature show mm. that I, I remember I sent you the trailer to oh, that. Yes. And it was so fun. It was so much fun. And again, it's just like artists making art and you're just watching them and the hosts aren't mean. I don't, I'm not into meanness. I just, it scares, it stresses me out. So then I was like, oh my God, Connor, we have to watch the Great British Bake Off. Like how have we not watched, like that's our natural next step. So we just finished literally two nights ago, watch, we just watched the finale of a season and we loved it. It was so good. And I feel so happy being back in that world again. And yeah. like, you just, you know what's hilarious? Okay. You know how at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about how we ate way too much on Connor's birthday. Mm-hmm. So that night we watched the finale or, <laughs> or one of the, like almost the, maybe the semifinals. And I didn't crave any of the food that they were baking because I was so full. <laughs> I was like watching it and I, like, I still enjoyed the show, but I was, I remember the, being like, wow, they're cooking such delicious things, but I wouldn't want to eat any of that. And then two days later, we're watching another episode and I was like, 
salivating. Yeah, I, was like, I, I need, need all of it. I just need to eat all of that food. Anyway, I just went on a Great British Bake Off side tangent. Yeah. Well, that reminds me. Yesterday, I wanted to go get a cinnamon bun from this new cinnamon bun place that opened oh. up. And we went down there and they weren't open. No. Because it was a Sunday and apparently everything's closed on Sunday in my area. Uh. <laughs> it was very disappointing. I was so excited to go. And they're also not I'm open gonna... on Mondays, so I can't go today either. What? Isn't that depressing? <laughs> I feel like... I feel like Sundays are the day for cinnamon buns. You know what, what I mean I by that? <laughs> That's cinnamon bun day. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone you knows. You closed every other day and be fine. <laughs> just Wait, silly. so it's a restaurant just for cinnamon buns or it's a bakery that has cinnamon buns? I mean, I've never actually been there, but the <laughs> the name of the restaurant basically contains the word buns? cinnamon bun somewhere in there. Yeah, like wow. it's, it's okay. part of their name. So I'm like... It must be exclusively cinnamon buns, but I'm not sure. Oh That's why I was God. also really curious to find out. Yeah. I'm like, do they have coffee? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Is it just the buns? That sounds so good. Yeah. Yikes. I want that. Okay. I know, well, right? When I visit you in September or whatever, um, yes. we're going to the hopefully cinnamon bun Hopefully they're still open. We'll see. If they're not open on Sundays, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I guess it's time to morph into the last part of our show here we are going to be jumping into our recommendations which weirdly enough is just one recommendation today with many mm -hmm. different prongs <laughs> it's got yes. many different pieces to this puzzle <laughs> um so let me read this out here so this recommendation request comes from deborah and I love this. It's so much fun. So mm -hmm. Deborah says she's curious if there are any books that we can recommend for each Hogwarts house. This mm -hmm. can be interpreted any way, either books that just give you a similar vibe to a specific house or books that you think people in a specific house would enjoy, or even books that have characters that are just so insert house. <laughs> Greetings <laughs> from California. So thank Cute. you, Deborah. Thank you. I love this because I love this. This is the kind of thing that I just like randomly think about sometimes like yep. Yep. I, I didn't have any solid answers planned out like as soon as i read it but i was just like oh yeah this will be easy i like to think about you know how hufflepuffs are so loyal and like are all about <laughs> friendship like what kind of book has that vibe like i don't know i just that's it's just so true. me <laughs> i remember how serious it felt when i was a teenager when I asked someone, what house are you in? Like they were about to tell me something really personal and important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when I told people like, I'm a Ravenclaw, that felt really important to me. Absolutely. And I actually remember doing Pottermore and I was, it said that I was a Gryffindor and I was like. That happened to me mm. once too. I and took so the I test twice it. and yeah, one of them was also, just wrong. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first took the Pottermore, Pottermore test and it told me I was in Slytherin and I was like, what? Like back in That's the day, so that funny. was like, yeah. you know, not something yeah. a person wanted, wanted to hear. To Nobody yeah. wanted to be Slytherin. But then I read the like essay and I was like, you know what? This actually makes a lot of sense for me. Mm. And then mm -hmm. there was, I don't know why I retook the test eventually, but I did, I redid it for some reason and I got Gryffindor and I was like, well, 
maybe I'm a little bit of both, but I like to think mm. I'm a Slytherin. I actually had a conversation with one of my friends not too long ago who she's like not super into Harry Potter, but she was like, what house do you think I would be in? And we had like a 20 minute long conversation trying to unpack awesome. like which house really <laughs> makes the most sense for you. Yeah. And um, it was a lot of fun because it's just it's something that I do think about and it's in my brain and I can't like get, get rid of that information. It's just stuck in there no, forever. It's um, there. Okay, so I think let's just go through the houses, and do you okay. have one book for each house yes. or that kind of yes. thing? Okay, so let's start with our favorite Gryffindor, the the, yeah. the house favorite. <laughs> what would yeah. you pick for Gryffindor? So I picked Albatross by Terry Fallis. Mm. There's two reasons. Number one, so okay, well, basically when I think about Gryffindor, I think about being brave yeah but also about being kind of careless like yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put you it you know in the first in the first movie when when mcgonagall is like for pure dumb luck <laughs> like i'm giving you <laughs> points yeah um that's how i think about Gryffindor. like they just kind of get lucky mm -hmm. um and they just kind of charge into situations so that for me is very much albatross energy. Yeah. So the main character in albatross ends up being very good at uh, golf. I almost said tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Different vibe. Um, he's very, very good at golf just kind of for no reason. Mm -hmm. And he kind of gets pushed in that direction, but then he has to be brave and take a risk and yeah. try and push out of that life. Also, though, it sort of becomes an action adventure in like it does, a yeah. silly way, and yeah. that is something I really associate with Gryffindor. Like I, they're the action, they're the dauntless. <laughs> That's true. I'm divergent. What? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the, I kind of af associate them with that sort of action adventure vibe. Um, so that's why I choose Albatross. Thank you. What did you pick? Beautiful. I picked The Name of the Wind by Patrick oh, Rothfuss because good. the main character goes through a lot. And so I guess yeah. he does kind of remind me of Harry a bit, which is why I associate it with Gryffindor and Gryffindor I also associate with like big journeys kind of because it's mm -hmm. usually like they have a goal in mind and they're the ones who are going to do it because they're courageous yes, and yes a like a quest. a quest is such a Gryffindor vibe and yes. that's a big part of this book it's like okay I'm all alone I have to figure out how to make my way in this world all I have is me and I'll do whatever mm. it takes so like that's kind of kind of the vibe you get from this and yeah so I just feel like both and Harry have a lot in common and um, yeah, kind of like they come from sad places, from sad roots, but they end up becoming, uh, you know, something yeah. much bigger than that. So that's I guess one, another aspect of what I'd say Gryffindor is, uh -huh. is like the chosen one. Oh, like definitely. That trope <laughs> is a very Gryffindor trope. And I feel like Albatross and the name of the wind. Oh, 100%. Kind of that the yeah. chosen one energy they're all special yeah. little snowflakes exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's just who they are they can't help it okay next up let's go with hufflepuff okay the, the loyal the friendship that's it that's all i've got for hufflepuff i don't know what else they've got <laughs> <laughs> well the book i picked is how to do nothing by <laughs> Jenny <O'Dell. laughs> oh burn <laughs> <laughs> Although if you've watched a very Potter musical, you'll know that Hufflepuffs are great finders. They're great finders. <laughs> That's another thing. That's another thing That's they have. so funny. <laughs> so, okay. 
with Hufflepuffs, I think of them as well. They're like the hobbits, right? They're like the oh, hobbits that's true. of the situation. They like eating. They like lounging. Um, it's really fun in the books when you find out that the Hufflepuff um, common room is right next to the kitchens. Mm-hmm. So they obviously like like to indulge in creature comforts. Um, and then I also I associate them with kind of a slow pace of life. Right, So they're sort of like, they're not rushing around. They're not trying to, they're not really ambitious in Mm -hmm. the same way of like career goals or trying to win competitions. They're more there to have fun and make friendships and take life at a nice slow pace. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I think How to Do Nothing is about. So, you know, resisting the attention economy is the... So is the tagline mm-hmm. um and it's sort of about like pulling out of this constant attachment we have to our phones and to communication and to social media and to buying stuff and like pulling yourself out of that and remembering that a big important part of your life is also taking things slowly and enjoying nature and uh, going at your own pace. So I feel like this is sort of like the manifesto a little bit for the Hufflepuff people. That's beautiful. Um, Thank you. (laughs) What about you? What did you pick? Well, You'll start to see soon that I have a bit of a, a theme in terms of the books I'm picking, but... Fantasy? Yes. The Lord nice. of the Rings by J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien. I feel like this is a great... It's so big. It's... Wow. I know. I have this beautiful omnibus edition as well as, like, the individual trilogy, and it's honking. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I, like, said myself to myself the words, like, friendship and loyalty, I was like, the mm. Lord of the Rings. They're literally yeah. a fellowship. And, like, there are all these different types of people who have all come together right. to, like, work towards a similar goal. And even though this kind of has, like, a Gryffindor energy in that journey, like we were t- just talking about. But I feel like this one is just very much just, like, friends friends and like hobbits mm. like you were saying it's got yes, hobbit vibe yes. and like hobbit i think energy. more so definitely about like frodo and sam and it's like oh they, they're such hufflepuffs those definitely. little hobbit boys i mean frodo might be a bit gryffindor too but sam's definitely a hufflepuff <laughs> sam is the most hufflepuff yeah yeah that there ever was so <laughs> yes that is my selection and it's I just like that. funny that i also happen to be kind of reading that at the same time so it just it's it made sense it just made sense okay now Let's go on to Ravenclaw. I want to save Slytherin Mm. for last. (laughs) Best for last. I actually struggled a little bit with this. Me too. Maybe I'm I'm too close to it, really. I'm I'm too too in the middle of it. Um, But the book I ended up going for, I I picked a book I haven't read yet, which is a little bit controversial because Mm. I can't talk too deeply about it. But I just got the vibe. So I do think that this, some people could say that this is a little bit of a Hufflepuff book, but yeah. I've decided to go with 84 Charing Cross Road okay. by Helen Henf. So this is a non-fiction book. I always thought this was fiction. So did I. That was I like know. shocking when I found out that it was not. Isn't that shocking? So this is a non-fiction book about, um, well, it's letters between two people hmm. and at the back, oh yeah, it says it's, so it's written in 1949, and Helen Hemp is, quote, a poor writer with an antiquarian taste in books. She wrote 
to um, 84 Charing Cross Road in search of the rare editions she was unable to find in New York. Her books were dispatched with polite but brisk efficiency, but seeking further treasures, Helen soon found herself in regular correspondence with the bookseller. And so then they have this friendship that says it would, that endured for 20 years. So it's these letters back and forth between these two book lovers. And I felt like that's actually very Ravenclaw in a couple of different ways. Number one, it's all about books and like rare books and knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. And that's very Ravenclaw-y. But secondly, just the act of writing letters is something I really imagine Ravenclaw type people enjoying. Yeah. Um, that kind of like romantic sense of knowledge and like a little bit of a dark academia vibe, I mm-hmm. guess, where it's like we love spending time in our study with our quills, writing yeah. letters totally. to dispatch. Um, so I, I thought it was kind of a, a Ravenclaw book. And oh, look, I have the receipt in here. <gasps> wow. Did you buy okay. it in England? I got it in England at, in foils. I feel like this wasn't that long ago. Wow. <laughs> I'm wrong about that. <laughs> it's 2017. Oh, man. Oh, ew. I also bought Daniel Deronda that day. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what a bad haul. <laughs> Daniel Deronda. I hated that book. I had to read it for my master's. Ugh. Get it out of here. <laughs> there you go. I chose 84 Train Cross Road. Uh, there's a movie about it, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you pick? What did you pick? Well, mine, I don't know if this is a perfect one either. I feel like Ravenclaw was very tricky because you can kind of go the obvious route where it's like pick a character, pick a book that has a main character who's really smart. Right. Like I could have done that. I could have chosen the name of the wind for that, but. I also thought about like picking a textbook. (laughs) So it's just like a very studious book. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. But I guess like. Ravenclaw is about more than just being smart you know it's like about having wit and like having mm-hmm. common sense I guess and just like mm-hmm. thinking differently I guess yes. um so let me try and figure out I'll try and talk this through but I got I decided to pick the Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon Interesting. um this book wow, these I'm, books are all so big I know like I was this telling you before I had this fantasy. huge stack of books next to me and it was just four books it was like whoa um so this book is basically about two different like sides of this world there's the east and the west one side loves dragons and like reveres them as living gods and all this kind of stuff and the other side hates dragons because they like destroyed their world and so now they train people to fight them essentially so i feel like kind of like the nuance of the situation would be enjoyed by a ravenclaw like I, this is more i'm imagining ravenclaws reading this book and being like oh yes okay so mm. let's like let's think through how this happened and like you know what this world is all about i feel like they would enjoy like thinking it through um because there's different characters as well like obviously there's some characters from one side some characters from the other side and so you kind of when you're reading it you try and sympathize with all of them and like understand where all of them are coming from um but there's also a lot of like badass female characters in this book, which okay, when I think of yeah. Ravenclaw, I associate basically that with female characters because pretty much all the yeah. Ravenclaws you know are 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 girls, female, and yeah. yeah, and a lot of them are like part of Dumbledore's army and are like very cool, and so I feel like they would like 
identify with the characters in this mm. book quite a lot. And yeah, because the, the ladies are just so cool. Like one of the characters is like a, a magician kind of, but she's like undercover to protect the queen. And mm. it's just very cool. And I feel like Ravenclaws would enjoy kind of like the complicated, like um, political intrigue and stuff that's going on. So mm, I, yeah, it's more like I can imagine Luna reading this book, I guess. Right. Is why right. I picked it. <laughs> so that's that. Okay. So now we've saved the best for last. Slytherin. <laughs> I really want to know what you picked for Slytherin. I actually had a lot of options for Slytherin. I feel like there was a lot of things that could work <laughs> for Slytherin House. One instantly came into my mind, and I was like, why fight it? Yeah. I'm just going to go with that one. It's Animal Farm, baby. Ooh. Animal Farm by George Orwell. Yes. So, okay. The one word, and you maybe you have the same one, but the one word that I think of when I think of Slytherin is cunning. Mm-hmm. That's always been the word. It's probably in the book or something, but like cunning is always the word I think of. Yeah. And it's that slightly manipulative and ambitious. There's a lot of ambition, mm-hmm. but then also I think a, a feeling of entitlement where you they feel like, they deserve stuff yeah, totally. that other people don't for some reason. Uh, some reason only a Slytherin couldn't understand. So that all of those, I'm obviously leaning on the darker side of Slytherin. There is like, I can, I know that there's a kind of a more positive way to look at Slytherin, but those parts of it are very animal farm. Yeah. So partly the massive ambition of just all of the animals on the farm being like, we're going to uprise. Like, this yeah. isn't good enough. We're going to go for it. But then more so, I'm thinking about just the pigs being <laughs> very cunning and manipulative and sneaky and the way that they take over the farm from everyone. Yeah. That's real Slytherin energy to me. Totally. <laughs> um, also a little spooky. Uh, you know, like, the Slytherin aesthetic is very goth. Yeah. It's very dark. <laughs> it's very, like, spooky. Yeah, it's surprising so, that Draco Malfoy doesn't, like, wear black eyeliner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <literally. laughs> That would fit. <laughs> I would not be upset with that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that that is that part of the that part of it like the aestheticism of the darkness and the scary aspect mm-hmm. and you know their their common house is pretty dark like yeah it's like very dramatic yeah. so i feel like that all goes with animal farm in my mind totally I like by that. the way i the other day i was on the imdb for andy circus because oh, yeah. i had watched batman mm-hmm. and i was or should i say the batman the batman oh, <laughs> hello <laughs> And, and so I was like, okay, have they already, like, have they already said they're going to do a second one? I don't know. And I was like, is Andy Serkis already definitely in it? So that's how I got onto his filmography or whatever. Yeah. But I then somehow got onto his director thing and it says upcoming projects (gasps) and Animal Farm is there again. Oh, it's coming back around. So it had been there for a while many years ago and then it fell away it was not even on imdb anymore i was mm-hmm. like okay the project's dead project's gone but now it's on his director's page oh, again i don't know if i'm just God. reading into it you know like yeah. maybe nothing has changed actually but i thought i'd mention that for the people okay that anyway, is very what did you pick <laughs> well 
I decided to go with Game of Thrones for this one. Ooh, I feel like that's yeah, like the yeah. obvious choice, but also just is perfect in every way and makes complete sense. Because so many characters in this book, and like not only the Lannisters who are quote unquote the bad guys, are super ambitious and cunning. Like all anyone cares about is power. In, the, in these books like that's what pretty much everybody wants not every single okay. person but that's what most people are after they want power and the lannisters definitely give off slytherin energy like specifically <laughs> them they are like i identified with the lannisters when i was watching that show i'm like they're horrible but like i see where they're coming from you know what i mean <laughs> like i understand why they're doing what they're doing even though it's not good it's not good but and the starks are obviously gryffindors but anyway I, I feel like Game of Thrones, just as a concept, is very Slytherin-y. Everybody is, like, going behind each other's backs. Yes, and you've got exactly. characters, like... It's that sneakiness. Everybody is so <laughs> sneaky. Yeah, and then there's, like, there's Varys with his little birds or whatever that are always, like, telling each other secrets and he knows everything. Mm. It's just very, like, sneaky and... Um, yeah. Very, yeah. they're they're all kind of like snakes in a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, I totally to really agree. drive home the Slytherin point. So well, I just like, feel even, like this works perfectly. Even the characters that are supposed to be quote unquote good, and obviously I think that's part of George R. R. Martin's point that just well, if we go back to Mister Orwell, all power corrupts absolutely. But like everyone, even the quote unquote good guys, they act sneaky. Yeah. They act in with ulterior motives or they use people or they and mm-hmm. but also it's I think to your point, it's also just largely a book about ambition. Like yeah. people wanting to be in charge and people wanting to sit on the throne. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very Slytherin energy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Maybe that's why I love well, these. This books was so fun. Much. Yeah, that was lots of fun. I really enjoyed doing that because like there's so many different ways you could you could take any take of it. that yeah but that was super fun well thank you once again deborah for that awesome recommendation request it gave us a lot to think about clearly and it was fun to do one where it's like one request but there's like four yeah, different i like that too i like that it's all connected so more like i hope that, that people aren't expecting like 13 for each district in the hunger Games. oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how would we even do that like okay a book about lumber what are we gonna do <laughs> we're definitely not gonna do that that's really fun oh that's fun well we are off to go record our bonus mini podcast books on bucket and today we're going to be answering a question from heidi who says idea has there ever been a book <laughs> all caps you- i love idea. that idea has there ever been a book you've wanted to reread immediately after you finished it and have Ooh. you ever actually done that Ooh. i love this question this will be fun to talk about so if you want to listen to that bonus podcast go follow us on patreon if you haven't already become a dust jacket there's lots of cool stuff over there just saying. love it <laughs> love it so we're gonna go record that and we will talk to you guys next week bye bye